The Ostomy Nurse Project. Hey everybody, welcome back. It is Thursday and time for a new podcast from the Ostomy Nurse. That's me, Felicity, your host. And today is the Accessorize This podcast. It is in addition to the Science of the Appliance podcast, which talks about the different pouching options available to you. This podcast focuses on the accessory products that are on the appliance scheme that enable you to find a securely fitting system that prevents you from having any leakages and gets a secure adhesive fit around your stoma. Now, I just want to add to this, I've been looking online. I mentioned in the last podcast that I do see statistics of people who have been downloading and I thanked you all in that episode. I want to mention to you guys that we are almost up to 100 downloads in total already since this podcast started, which was approximately six weeks ago. And I thank you guys so much. It's amazing to see the response that I'm getting. And I haven't even really widely advertised it yet. I am going to be presenting this podcast series um, at a conference coming up in Sydney in May as part of the Australian Association of Stomal Therapy Nurses, otherwise known as the AASTN. So I hope to see a lot of you there where I'm happy to chat to you about the podcast and what the future plans will be for it. But for the meantime, I thank you guys, um, those of you who have tuned in and listened to these podcasts, whether you're a patient who has a stoma, whether you are a friend or a loved one of a person who's got a stoma themselves, or if you're a healthcare professional or even a stoma nurse working in a healthcare environment that has been listening to these podcasts and perhaps even watching the YouTube channel videos. So thank you very much. So as mentioned, this is the podcast that talks about stoma accessories. And the products that I'm talking about are products that are on the stoma appliance scheme. So for anybody listening from overseas in Australia, Medicare subsidizes the cost of the pouches and accessories that a person may use, provided that they are a paid member of an ostomy association and that they have paid an access fee to access the Medicare scheme. So the things that I'm talking about today are all products that people with a stoma may order to complement or enhance or make their pouching system better in terms of uh, getting a good seal and making sure that the appliance fits securely. And I'll, I'll cover that more in a little bit, but the idea is that these accessory products don't replace the need for a bag, but they were invented and put on the scheme as a means to enhance the action of the pouch itself and ultimately makes life easier for the people that have to wear the pouches. Now, the basics of stoma care include, very basically, the use of an adhesive skin barrier in the form of a flange and a pouch to collect the output. Now, in an ideal world, we could all live quite happily with just using a bag and nothing else. However, Mother Nature has blessed us all as unique individuals and no body and no stoma is ever the same. I can guarantee you that in my years of practice, I have never seen an identical stoma formed. There is no exact standard for how stomas behave, especially with shape, location and output. We can aim for the most functional and practical stoma in terms of its appearance and how it should be formed. However, it doesn't always work out that way. And it's important to note that surgeons are not machines either. They can only work with the tools and tissues that they are given. Now, I'm not saying that some people have a terrible bowel and some people have predictably worse stomas than others, That not at all. But we certainly can't forget that surgery is as much an art form as it is a science. And so we have to remind ourselves constantly that there is no such thing as a consistently perfect stoma. And if you are a person who has been blessed with a stoma that is easily pouched without accessories and it behaves so characteristically that every single day of the year you don't have a worry in the world about it, then you are probably not one of the people who are listening to this podcast. <laughs> You are truly blessed and you are definitely in the minority. But the bowel is an active organ. 
And so they move and they pee and they poop in a dynamic and a versatile way. So they each create a different profile for each individual who has a stoma. And for that reason, despite many ostomy products being on the market, there has never been any definitive pouching option that covers every single stoma. Otherwise, we would just have one company that produces a stock standard bag and that would be it. So there's been a decision over the years by stoma nurses and ostomy product companies to create products that can enhance the system that you may use in order to maintain the principles of stoma care. Now, what are the principles of stoma care products? If any of you tuned into the last episode, the Science of the Appliance podcast, you would have learned that the goals of a pouching system are to ensure a secure and predictable seal around the stoma whilst protecting the surrounding skin from damage caused by either urinary or fecal output. So determining the need for accessories or any product for ostomy care is partially based on the traditional principles of ostomy care. The stoma has to be protected from trauma. The skin around the stoma must be protected from the stool or urine, and both the skin and the stoma need to be protected from the products used. And so in addition to this, other considerations by stoma nurses include things like preserving the patient's dignity, ensuring simplicity in stoma care, making it easy for you, and minimizing the costs associated with that care. And we use these principles when determining the benefit of any accessory product for your stoma care. So this is the podcast where I explain to you the range available on the Stoma Appliance Scheme here in Australia and around the world that can enhance your pouching system to give you the comfort and functionality that is required so that you can live your life confidently with an alternate exit in the form of a stoma. When I'm talking about accessories in this podcast today, I'm going to be sort of categorizing them into segments based on what their generalized function is. And that's more to do with things like products that make changing your pouch easier, things that protect the skin in between changes, things that address problems with the output things that enhance the security of the pouch to get a better stick. Um, And even things like uh, products to enhance and protect from complications. So I'll talk about those um, in segments so that it makes it a little bit easier to understand. And then when I'm talking about these products, I will also try and explain a little bit about the uh, efficacy of them and why we would choose to select those particular products and the aim of that and how some of those differ as well. Okay, everybody, so strap yourself in because this is going to be a long podcast, much the same as the Science of the Appliance episode. So we've got a lot to get through. Let's get down to the nitty gritty. Firstly, let's start off with products and accessories that are used when you are performing a pouch change. So I'm talking taking your bag off and preparing to put another one on. So making sure your skin is nice and healthy during that process. And there's several products and I'm going to be talking about adhesive remover, barrier films and wet wipes to clean the skin. Now, there's a lot of people out there who have a very simplistic pouching procedure that they follow where they just pull the bag off a bit like a Band-Aid, drop it in the bin, clean the skin with some either toilet paper or chucks, wet chucks, or even special wet wipes, which I'll talk about in a sec that are available on the scheme. But when you're pulling off a pouch, you need to consider things like the effect of moisture stripping from the skin and the effect that pulling off a sticky product is uh, the effect it's having on removing the top layer of dead skin cells uh, and if that's going to cause you any irritation. You also have to consider things like your own dexterity and your ability to pull a sticky bag off as, you know, in a clean sweep movement like a Band-Aid. For some people, depending on the type of pouch that they use, some pouches are 
softer and less adhesive than others. They still have adhesive in them. However, there are slight differences in some of the brands and the products that they produce in that the ingredients in some pouches have more what we call tackifiers put into their hydrocolloid bases and that makes them more adhesive and therefore more sticky. So when you'd pull off a bag straight off without any assistance, it might be so sticky that in pulling off that bag, you may be stripping and irritating that top layer of the epidermis. And, and that can cause damage and irritation. It can also strip the moisture layer from the skin. If you are constantly stripping off and exposing moisture to the air, you're going to get dry skin under your pouch particularly for people also who have exceedingly fragile skin. So, for instance, in the elderly or people with fragile skin, perhaps as a result of long-term steroidal therapies, or for whatever reason, if you have generally sensitive skin, you may want to use an accessory product that's going to help you remove that pouch gently without damaging the skin underneath. And so for some people, they choose to use an accessory product like an adhesive remover. So adhesive removers are available on the scheme. They come in a spray version or a wipe version. So either a little sachet or in a spray can. On the stone appliance scheme, you either get two cans of spray per month or you can have one to two boxes of adhesive remover wipes every month, depending on the brand. The ingredients in an adhesive remover, they do vary slightly between brands. But as a general rule, you will have a solvent often in the form of some sort of propanol to dissolve the adhesive. There's usually a petroleum-based mineral spirit in there as well. There's sometimes alcohol in these products, not always in a lot of the brands. And I'll talk about that in a minute when I talk about barrier films, because there's stinging and there's no sting ones that are marketed. But some of the adhesive removers will also have something like uh, fragrance or sometimes even an infusion into it to make it a little bit prettier, but not all of them. And so these products are used to assist with dissolving or lifting the adhesive that is stuck to your skin when you put your pouch on. And by using an adhesive remover, it can actually make the process of taking your pouch off a little bit more gentle. And it means that you're not stripping the skin and irritating it by simply ripping off your bag. Now, it's important to know that some bags you don't have to do that for. Some bags are so gentle and they have deliberately omitted a lot of the tackifiers so that they are gentle enough to be simply removed without the use of adhesive removers. And if that's something that you want to consider, you certainly get in contact and seek advice from your stomal therapy nurse. Now, we as stomal therapy nurses might either suggest or not suggest that someone use an adhesive remover, depending on several things. And I spoke about it again in our, in our pouching options episode where I talked about a patient's ability to manipulate the product and uh, their dexterity. So if I have a patient who is no good with their fingers and isn't able to or doesn't have the strength in their hands to squeeze a can of spray or they don't have the dexterity to tear open a tiny sachet, then obviously I'm not going to recommend that product for that person because they won't be able to use it effectively. And so that will determine also my choice of pouching system for them because I may choose to select a pouching option that is gentle enough for them to remove by themselves without the use of an adhesive remover. But there's just as much evidence to suggest that people benefit from using an adhesive remover because it makes their pouch easier to come off and reduces the chance of developing peristomal skin problems and irritations. Now, some people don't know this, but there are wet wipes available on the Stoma Appliance Scheme here in Australia. There's only two companies that produce them, but there are subtle differences in between the two. And when I talk about these wet wipes, it's important to know that there's no sterile procedure for cleaning around your stoma. So you are well within your rights and it is perfectly acceptable to clean the skin when you are changing your pouch with um, either some wet cloth or some toilet paper or even selected types of baby wipes that you can obtain from a supermarket. Because remember, in cleaning your stoma, it's really the same process as wiping your bottom. It's just in a different location bar the exception of people who have a urinary stoma. There are two products available on the scheme and they contain individual packets containing either a packet of 10 or a packet of 15 wet wipes 
and you can use those products to clean the skin around your stoma. Now, the uh, travel cleansing wipes from Dansac, that's the packet of 10, they contain moisturizing properties, but they've been designed from the stoma company so that they are suitable to use underneath your pouching system. So they will not affect the adherence of your pouch, but you can still use them very effectively to clean the skin around your stoma. They have a very light fragrance, which is a very low fragrance, so it's not going to trap perfumes underneath your skin and cause any issues. Now, as a matter of interest, Dansac also produce individual sachets of skin lotion tissues. They also produce bottles of lotions and creams that will do the same thing. They provide a gentle moisturizing layer to the skin around your stoma, and they have been designed specifically for use underneath ostomy pouches, so they can be used without the risk of the bag not sticking. Now, you can have on the stoma appliance scheme one bottle of lotion per month or one box of 50 per month and they are not restricted items on the scheme so you can order a monthly allowance of those products and so sometimes let's look at a scenario where you might need these skin lotions or creams for people with particular skin conditions or for people with very dry skin you can utilize these lotions and creams and before you put your ostomy pouch on because moisturizing the skin and donating moisture to the skin can help improve the adhesion of your pouches. If you have dry and flaky skin, you will have one of two things happening, if not both. One, you will be very itchy underneath your ostomy appliance, and two, the skin will flake to the point of you not getting a secure stick from your appliance, because it will be sticking to the dry skin and not your healthy skin. So they're probably the scenarios where we would recommend a skin lotion or a skin cream for somebody. If they had a particular skin condition where there was lots of loose flaky skin, or if through repeated removal of an ostomy pouch they've stripped the moisture layer from the skin and it has become itchy, we can use a lotion or a cream to help rectify that and bring the skin back to a good moisture level. The other product is from Coloplast and their cleansing wipes are relatively new. They've only been out in the last few years. They come in a packet of 15 and those cleansing wipes, are they've got a stippled texture uh, to their wipe. They've also got pro-vitamin B5 uh, infused into their wipes. So again, the aim is to provide some subtle nutrients onto the skin when you're cleaning, but also to be gentle enough to clean the skin thoroughly and protect the surrounding area. Evidently, Coloplast also have an older version of a cleansing wipe. They come in individual sachets. They are called the Comfeel Cleansing Wipe. They come in boxes of 30 and you can have 100 of those per month. So they're more of a cleansing style tissue as opposed to a wet wipe. They're individually packaged. They've got a mild surfactant in them, which makes them a little bit foamy, but they are certainly designed for use around ostomy appliances and can clean the skin very effectively. So if you didn't want to use these particular wipes, as I mentioned earlier, you could certainly use toilet paper. I do caution toilet paper though, because as you're using toilet paper, you get little balls of paper that roll off. So which means you may be leaving bits of uh, paper lint around your skin before you put your stoma bag on, and that can cause issues with adherence. We tend to suggest the use of wet cloths, or if you choose to use things like baby wipes that you purchase from a supermarket. We always tell you don't get wipes that have a lot of alcohol or perfume or particularly baby wipes that are infused with emollients, which is moisturizers, because the commercially branded baby wipes that are designed for cleaning babies' bottoms is a lot different to cleaning the skin around your stoma. And if you use the wrong type of baby wipe to clean your skin, you will wipe emollient onto the skin, which means your bag will not stick. So if you choose to purchase wet wipes from the supermarket, make sure they are simply just the purified water wipes or check the packet thoroughly to make sure that the ingredients don't include things like alcohol, which is going to dry the skin out or fragrance and heavy perfumes, which may cause irritations and reactions to the pouching system. But this is not the podcast about commercially purchased wet wipes. This is the podcast about accessory products available on the scheme. So the two brands of wet wipes are available on the scheme. You can have from Dansac, you can have five packets a month. And from Coloplast, you can have seven packets per month. If you're interested in ordering those, speak to your stomal therapy nurse or speak to your relevant ostomy association.
Now, just as a matter of interest, it's important to let you know that both the wet wipes on the Stoma Appliance Scheme are restricted level two items. If any of you have tuned into the Ostomino's Project YouTube video where I navigate the Stoma Appliance schedule to show you how to locate different products, I cover in that section about restricted items. Wet wipes come under restriction level two, which means there is no additional certificate or authorization from a stoma nurse that will permit you to get more than the five or seven packets per month as per your allowance on the scheme. It just doesn't work that way. So if you are a person who currently orders those products and you're going through them too quickly, there is no ability to get an additional amount per month because they are a restricted item. If that's an issue for you, you can either supplement with different wet cloths or you can contact a stoma nurse to see about reducing the level of cleaning that you're doing. Okay, so now we're going to move on to the next accessory product, which is talking about barriers, barrier wipes, barrier films, barrier sprays. Much like adhesive remover wipes and spray, barrier films come in a wipe or a spray. Now on the stoma appliance schedule, barrier films are a little bit different. So per month you can have 60 wipes per month. Most come in a box of 30, so you can have two boxes a month. Some come in boxes of 100, however. So be careful with the products that you are ordering or that you want to order and always check your allowance because you may only be able to have two boxes or you may be able to have one box every second month. Much like the sprays, if you use a barrier spray in a can form, you can only have six per annum, so six per year, which is one can of spray every second month. It's not a monthly order. So consider that when you're looking at a barrier uh, product and find out what's going to work best for you. The principles again are the same, so choosing whether we use a wipe or a spray or even the need for a barrier film for a patient is determined by many things. If a patient is going to use a barrier, we look at whether they're able to use it properly, whether they would benefit from either a spray or if they might be able to use a wipe better than a spray. Most of the barrier products available on the scheme now have a silicon base to them. However, some do have an acrylate base, which is a bit more like a plastic uh, in their ingredients. They also contain a chemical abbreviated to HMDSO, and I'm going to pronounce it for you here because I am clever that way, hexamethyldisiloxane. Now that is also often used as a bit of a solvent. So don't get confused with your barrier films in that they might have some solvent in it, but it is an ingredient in some of the brands of barrier films. They also sometimes contain, like adhesive removers, a little bit of isopropyl alcohol. And so again, that's only in limited products. A lot of the products that are branded as no sting barrier films often don't have those ingredients in them that are going to cause a sting, especially if you are using it to treat broken, denuded skin, which is going to sting when you apply alcohol to it. Now, a barrier film, if you denote the name of it, it provides exactly that. It creates a barrier in between the skin surface and the pouching products that you use. So it creates a film of either silicon or an acrylate base that actually adds a layer of protection in between the appliance and your skin. And I want to bring up a really interesting point here because it's something that I've noticed more and more when I see some particular patients. They choose to use a barrier wipe and the reasons for that are often a little bit unclear. Now there's certainly reports that people find it easier to peel their appliance off when they use a barrier product. And it's understandable that they would feel that effect because they are creating that layer in between. So they are disrupting the adhesion of the pouch to the surface layer of the skin. So some people do find that it's easier for them to take their product off seamlessly without irritation by applying a barrier film before they put their bag on. Another reason that people might choose to use barriers is to treat peristomal skin problems. And that's what these barrier films are indicated for. So in the presence of being exposed to fecal or urinary output onto the skin, providing a barrier in between the exposure to those fluids can protect that skin and stop it from becoming macerated through moisture damage or denuded um, and damaged from the effects of corrosive output. And I'm always mindful of recommending barrier films to people because 
A lot of barrier films get used prophylactically. People sometimes think that they have to use a barrier film because it's better for their skin. And so I caution that in some people, and I really only recommend a barrier film if I find it absolutely necessary. And that's after performing an an accurate assessment of the patient's needs and the reasons for them needing to have a barrier in between their product and their skin. A lot of times when people are having peristomal skin problems, it's more to do with achieving a proper seal, a properly fitting pouch, and the process that they use when they're changing their pouching system. The issue with creating a barrier in between is that it can disrupt the exchange of nutrients and oxygen and adhesion between the ingredients in the hydrocolloid of the pouch and the skin surface. And so in fact, there are some companies, some ostomy companies who have selectively chosen not to market barrier products because of the effect that it may have on the ostomy pouching system. They place their trust that their ostomy pouching system will prevent peristomal skin problems provided, of course, that the principles of stoma care are adhered to. So getting a proper seal, getting a properly fitted pouch around that stoma. They don't produce a barrier product because they believe that their product itself should come in full contact with the skin surface and allow that natural exchange between the skin and the product. So think about that if you're a person at home who has either been taught to or has been suggested to use a barrier product and you're not entirely certain why you are using it, certainly get in contact with your stomal therapy nurse to discuss the reasons for that. If you are a person who thinks that you may need a barrier product, also question that from somebody. You can either get in contact with your stomal therapy nurse or someone from your ostomy association can put you in touch with a specialist who can advise you on the correct products and accessories for you to use to treat the problem that you may be having. All right, moving on. Let's now look at certain accessory products that can help protect the skin in between your pouching changes. So these are accessories that you can use with your pouching system to get an accurate seal and good adherence around your stoma so that you don't become exposed to the effects of either urinary or fecal effluent onto your skin, which is going to cause damage. And this is where we cover seals, pastes and powders. Now, the most commonly used accessory for in between your pouching changes is the use of seals. I call them seals. You can call them whatever you like. Sometimes they're called donuts, sometimes rings, sometimes a washer, whatever you want to call them. They are hydrocolloid based seals in the form of a circular shape that you can place around your stoma on the skin immediately around that edge before you put your pouch on over the top. And if you listen to the podcast talking about the types of appliances that I spoke to you about last week, you would know that a lot of the hydrocolloid-based products are designed to absorb moisture and protect the surrounding skin from damage. Seals work in exactly the same way, but depending on the company and the type of seal that they are marketing, some of those seals have a very distinct difference between the others. So much like the hydrocolloid in your pouch, Seals can contain infused products, so aloe vera, manuka honey, ceramides. There's even some seals that have been created with certain layers in them to buffer the effects of pH. And if you recall, the pH and the acidity levels of urine and feces can have a detrimental effect on the skin around your stoma. And the enzymes in particularly fecal effluent can damage the top layer of skin if left in contact for too long. So those uh, seals that have got infused products can help to reduce that and provide good protective attributes when you use them underneath your ostomy pouch, much like the ostomy pouches with those products infused into them anyway. Seals come in different thicknesses. You can get a slim or a thin seal, usually around about two to two and a half millimeters. You can also get seals that are thicker around about four millimeters, thereabouts. That's with the exception of what we call a convex seal, and that is a tapered seal. It's still made from hydrocolloid bases, but it is tapered to form a bit like a dome instead of a a flat ring. So determining on what type of thickness that you may need might be to do with longevity of the pouch that you wear. You may need a thicker seal to get a longer wear time. 
whilst absorbing moisture. You might choose to use a thinner seal to perhaps fill a gap or just for some light protection, depending on how frequently you're changing your pouch, perhaps even with a closed pouch where you are changing frequently enough that you don't need such a thick seal. It also has to do with perhaps you're filling a crease or a crevice or if you have a retracted stoma, you may need a certain thickness of seal to plug that area and create, like I mentioned in the last podcast about the trough effect, where you're filling a gap that may be created between the pouch and the edge of your stoma. So that's something we would determine with you, whether you need a thin seal or a thicker seal. Now, another popular addition to the accessory market is the fact that some companies have started producing seals with what we call a pre-cut diameter. And I love this because it's become especially effective for people who can't necessarily stretch a seal as they're designed to do. Some seals are moldable and you can stretch them out to fit securely around your stoma if it's a particular size. But the introduction of pre-cut diameters in seals has been in my opinion, instrumental in making stoma care easier for people, especially when you're trying to teach somebody who has a new stoma to stretch a moldable seal so that it fits effectively around a stoma. Some people don't have that ability or they never really quite get used to it, being able to know the size to stretch to. And so the use of pre-cut diameters ensures that you get exactly the same thickness around the seal at each point And in a lot of cases, people can simply just peel off the films and stick that seal straight on because it already has that pre-cut diameter and it makes it much easier for application. So that's something that's come out recently in the last couple of years that I think has been absolutely beneficial for stoma nurses in teaching patients proper stoma care and making the process easier for them. Now, they still do make moldable seals, and moldable seals are really, really good, especially if we need to mold them to a particular shape or size. Some stomas are not necessarily round, a complete circular shape. Some loop stomas or even some end stomas are a bit of an oval-shaped or an almond-shaped or sometimes a figure-eight-shaped. And so having seals that are stretchy and moldable means that we can actually pull them into the shape that we want and stick them down around the stoma to get a really good and accurate seal protecting that skin immediately around that stoma. And so moldable seals are still very popular on the scheme. Now, as well as pre-cut diameters and small seals, you can also get large seals. Now, large seals have a very wide diameter, 98 millimeters up to 10 centimeters. And they are for specific conditions where you've got a widespread skin issue that needs addressing. So it is a whole circular ring of hydrocolloid that can fit underneath an ostomy product that can cover the entire surface area. And there's lots of different circumstances as to why we may choose to use a large seal. And I'm not going to go into those in great detail in this podcast, but they certainly have benefits in using a large seal that covers a lot of surface area instead of just a small seal to fit immediately around a stoma. Seals can be used on either flat or convex pouches. There's nothing to suggest that you can use one over the other. They are designed as an accessory product to increase moisture absorption around the stoma and obtain a secure fit whilst you're wearing your ostomy appliance. And so we recommend seals for a lot of people and sometimes we'll recommend them straight after a stoma has been formed and sometimes we'll recommend them later on for people who may be having changes around their stoma because stomas do change over time. And we would determine the needs and the type of seal that you may benefit from if you were experiencing leakages, skin irritations or moisture damaged skin from contact with effluent. I'll just add in at this point that there is available on the Stoma Appliance Scheme a seal that is made from silicone. It's not hydrocolloid based. Now, they're certainly able to perform the same effects as a hydrocolloid seal, but they make them out of silicone so that there's actually no absorptive properties, but it does hold its shape. And so it's still stretchy, but it's not going to degrade and disintegrate. And so we also might choose to use a silicone seal in some circumstances if we felt that absorption was not the issue, if we thought that it was to make a plug effect or prevent 
leakages, then we might suggest a silicone seal. But there's really only one company that does advertise that. The rest are all hydrocolloid based. On that note, in holding their structure, there are certain seals out there who have got uh, almost like an interwoven mesh to prevent the degradation and dissolving of those seals. Because if you remember in a hydrocolloid, it is made from particles held together. Um, and when they come into contact with moisture, they absorb that moisture and eventually they will sort of break down because they are sacrificing themselves for the benefit of the skin. So some seals have been marketed with almost like an interwoven layer to prevent that degradation. And it means that when you pull your pouches off, that seal comes away with the pouch and leaves the little to no residue on the skin. So we may suggest those types of seals for people who may have difficulties with cleaning properly. They may not be able to see the skin properly to know whether they've got adhesive residue left over. That's something that we may consider when we're observing patients who are changing their pouches and they're not able to get rid of that residue. We might suggest a seal that has less chance of degrading and comes away as one. That's one of the things that we consider. Now, before I finish on talking about seals, I just want to mention one more product that's available on the scheme, and that's a stoma collar. A stoma collar is a bit like a seal. It has a seal at its base, but it actually has a collar impregnated into that. It's a nice, stretchy, soft collar so that you apply it like a seal, but it creates like a wrapping boundary around the stoma itself, almost like you're sticking the stoma through a soft tube. And that really prevents backflow underneath the seal, but it does need to be fitted correctly. And their sizing is different to sizing a seal that you put around the stoma. But just to let you know that they do exist, they can be very beneficial for people who have protruding stomas. If you don't have a protruding stoma and your stoma is flush or retracted, having a collar that protrudes around that and into the bag is not going to be as effective because it's not going to be preventing any backflow or leakage of, of fluid. It's basically going to pool underneath. But just to let you know that stoma collars are also part of the seal category in a way and they are available on the stoma appliance scheme. Now stoma paste. Stoma paste, stoma powder and stoma seals are in general, this is a massive generalization, but in general they are made from all the same ingredients. A stoma paste has the same properties as a stoma seal, but it has been manufactured to create a very soft paste, almost like toothpaste, instead of being a formed molded ring that can be placed around the stoma. A stoma paste can be either piped or syringed or smeared around the stoma, and it also serves several effects. Stoma paste can be used to fill creases, a bit like a cement line, if you've got folds or creases near the stoma that need filling, but you don't quite need a full ring of hydrocolloid to protect the skin, a stoma paste may be more suitable. Now, it's important to mention to you guys also that, like I said, with your adhesive removers and your barriers, some pastes do have an alcohol component, which when applied to denuded skin or broken skin can cause a stinging effect temporarily. It's important to know that there are also pastes out there that are no sting pastes. And so if you are using a stoma paste and you have got broken skin, you may choose a no sting option or your stomal therapy nurse may recommend a no sting option for you. It depends on what you're trying to achieve. If you're just using it to fill a gap or a crease with unbroken skin, it may not matter what type of paste you're using. If you are using paste to protect the skin surface underneath, and it is broken skin, you may choose to use a no sting paste instead and you may get certain benefits from that. Now also while we're talking about pastes, different brands of paste have slightly different consistencies. The ingredients are largely the same, but the way that they come out of the tube and the consistency of what comes out of the tube can serve different benefits. There are some pastes that are a lot softer than other pastes. So some soft pastes come out with slightly more of a liquid form, it's still a paste, but they come out a lot easier. So application might be easier for somebody using a softer brand of paste than perhaps a thicker 
brand of paste. The thicker ones are excellent for filling gaps. They act like a cement. So once they have been applied to the skin and your ostomy product applied over the top, they mold into place and they basically create like an additional hydrocolloid. So when you come to take the pouch off, it all comes off as one because it has bonded to the other hydrocolloid in the pouch that you use. So thick pastes or thin pastes doesn't particularly matter for some people, but we may suggest a certain consistency or a certain brand of paste depending on what the patient can manage and the purpose of which that we're using it for. That's just something to bear in mind. And the final one is stoma powder. Stoma powder is basically a hydrocolloid powder. It's been dehydrated and the ingredients have been dried out so that you can apply stoma powder to any areas of denuded skin, any broken skin that has exudate or oozing or weeping. When you apply powder to any wet surface, the powder will stick to areas that are wet. So using stoma powder can be used underneath your ostomy appliance. It can be also used in conjunction with seals. The idea is that you are providing a powdered layer that dissolves onto the broken skin and that creates a protective crust over the top so that the skin can be allowed to heal underneath whilst your stoma pouching system can still be effective at maintaining a good protective seal. Again, there are different brands of powders on the market. A lot of the companies produce a powder. The ingredients are generally the same. Coloplast manufactures a vegan powder, which means that the gelatin product is not animal derived. But in general, um, most powders are used in the same fashion. You apply the powder in puffs to the affected areas of skin. You can either blow away or brush away the excess. And then you can either apply a barrier film to dissolve said powder or depending on how much powder is on your skin, you can apply your appliance straight over the top. We always caution when we're recommending powder and teaching people to use powder that less is more. Because as with any powder, if you go putting powder on your skin and then try and stick something onto it, it's not going to stick effectively if there's too much powder. You're just not going to get good adhesion. So we always caution you and teach you very carefully when you're using powder to use less and to treat it properly and perhaps even use um, a process that we call crusting, which is, as I spoke, you puff a little bit of powder onto the areas of irritation, brush or blow away the excess, and then you can either dab or wipe a barrier product over the top and that will dissolve the powder onto the skin meaning that you can apply your ostomy pouches over the top. When we were determining that, we would check whether you can use powder effectively or whether you might benefit from using something more like a, a paste or a seal. All right, so now let's look at products and accessories that address output concerns. With urinary output, it's not such an issue because it's always liquid. However, with bowel stomas, the output that comes out can vary in its consistency. So as a typical concept, a colostomy output might be like thick poo. An ileostomy output would be soft like a porridge or a toothpaste consistency. And so you still get all the associated effects from poo. So you still get gas, you still get an odor, and these can be real concerns for people. And so sometimes uh, when we're dealing with patients, they can be experiencing problems such as ballooning, which is an excess of gas in the pouch. They might be experiencing something that we call pancaking, where the feces is so thick that it sticks to the plastic inside the bag instead of being soft enough to drop down into the bag. And that can sometimes push bags off. You can also have those gas and, and output problems and smell problems with an ileostomy and the output from that. So they're all very valid concerns, but there are accessory products on the scheme that have been designed to address those. And I'm going to talk about them now. We're going to be covering uh, wind reducing drops for gas. We're going to be talking about um, products that you can put in your pouch to reduce odor. And we're going to talk about gelling sachets to thicken up loose output. Let's start with lubricants and deodorants. There are products on the scheme that can lubricate the inside of your ostomy pouch. So you would put that product 
inside the bag before you apply it to your skin around your stoma. Some wives' tales and some historical tales of said people put um, olive oil in their bag. Some people put baby oil in their bag. And look, that's certainly going to lubricate the bag, but just to let you know that they are available on the Stoma Appliance Scheme and they have been specifically designed to be put into your pouch so that it can make the inside of the bag nice and slippery. And by lubricating the inside of the bag, if you have got thick output that doesn't drop in properly, it can come into contact with that slippery plastic and make its way down into the bottom of the pouch effectively. And that basically eliminates that pancaking effect where the output is so thick that it doesn't actually get into the bag. Now, lubricants come in either a bottle or a box of sachets, so individual sachets that you could use with each pouch change or pouch empty, or in a larger bottle where you can undo the cap, squirt in a little bit of lubricant, um, and then close the cap and reuse that bottle until it's empty. So you can have one bottle per month or one box per month, but that would be determined on what you prefer, whether you want a bottle or a box of sachets. A lot of these lubricating products are also marketed as lubricating deodorants, which means they can actually reduce some of the odor that comes out. And full disclosure, everybody poops and all poop has a smell. I've said it before in other podcasts, but I'm just going to remind you here that even though you can place deodorizing accessories into your pouch, it will never truly eliminate the smell of poop. I'm sorry, it's human nature. It's one of those unavoidable things. However, accessories on the stoma appliance scheme that are deodorants, they work by reducing the proliferation and the multiplication of bacteria in the gut. When bacteria in your bowel multiply, the byproduct of that is methane, and that is what creates the offensive smell of poo. So by manufacturing these products as a deodorant, there's a component in these ingredients that reduces the multiplication or the breeding of that bacteria, and therefore can reduce some of the smell that's associated with it. Some, not all, but certainly some, and people can use these products if they are concerned about the smell when they're changing or emptying their pouches. If that's something that interests you and you are concerned about odor, talk to your stomal therapy nurse because a lot of it is largely to do with dietary changes. There are certain foods that can increase the smell of what comes out, but certainly there are products on the stoma appliance scheme that can be put into your bag and help reduce the odor of your output. Now, when I've just been talking about the multiplication of bacteria and producing methane as a byproduct, that's also where our gas inflatus comes from. So partly it's to do with the things that we eat or sometimes a lack of eating. When we swallow, we swallow air sometimes and we either burp it back up or it travels through and we create wind, which comes out in the pouch. It's often unavoidable in some cases. It's the bowel doing naturally what it's supposed to do. However, sometimes gas and wind can be excessive. And when you're wearing a enclosed pouch, the filter that's implemented into that product can sometimes not cope with the amount of gas coming out. It can't work functionally enough to get the gas out before more is is pushed into the bag. And so the problems that some people face are what we call ballooning, where the bag blows up and there's not enough ability in the filter to allow the gas to escape. Now, these accessory products are available either in a tablet or in a liquid form. We often recommend tablets for people with loose output because there's enough liquid in the output to dissolve the tablet so that it, it creates that effect. However, it does come in a liquid form that you can drop individually drops into your pouch um, before you put it on. And that can help with thicker output because it will then mix with that liquid and create that same effect as well. On the Stoma Appliance Scheme, you can obtain one bottle of liquid or one bottle of tablets every month. And they are also marketed much the same as the lubricants. So they have a deodorizing effect as well as having that reducing of wind effect. Now, on the opposite end of the scale, sometimes the output can be too loose. Much is the case with ileostomy output, which is sometimes a lot more liquid than solid. 
and even in the case of some people who have a colostomy, you can still get diarrhea from a colostomy, so the output can be loose. And so the accessory products on the Stoma Appliance Scheme include what we call gelling sachets. There's two companies that make gelling sachets, um, and these gelling sachets are designed uh, in the form of a sachet that goes into the pouch. They are inserted directly into the pouch, either dropped into a closed bag or inserted into a drainable bag. And as the output comes into contact with these sachets, it dissolves the outer packaging and releases the absorbent granules on the inside. And those absorbent granules will swell up when they come into contact with the effluent. And that's designed to thicken up the output so that when you come to empty it, it's more of a soft mush instead of a watery liquid. These products have recently had a change to the authorization for their use. You used to be able to order these products straight off the bat as part of the Stoma Appliance Scheme. There was no authorization required for them. However, last year there was an authorization implementation, which meant that these products then required stomal therapy clinician permission for patients to order them. And it's officially now a restricted level one item for people that want to use gelling sachets to thicken up their output. Now, these uh, brands that do produce them, they're slightly different. Some of them have charcoal in them, which can help to reduce a little bit of odor. As we know, charcoal can help that. It can also help reduce a little bit of wind and gas. Charcoal has those benefits. But there are other brands of gelling sachet that don't have those properties. They work just as efficiently at absorbing moisture and turning into a thick gel. And this can make it easier for people to empty and it can get them longevity out of their pouches and increase the time in between either draining their pouch or changing their pouch depending on what system they use. So they are really the products that are available on the scheme that can address output concerns. If your output is too loose, there are products to help thicken it up. If your output is too thick, there are products to help make it fall into the bag easier via a lubricant. If you are too gassy or if you are concerned about odour, there are products that you can put into the pouches that can help assist with that. Now, it's not going to cure the problem, so it's always best to get the problem checked. If you have concerns about it, you can get in touch with your specialist or your stomal therapy nurse, but these products are available to help curb those problems and lessen those issues, making your daily living a little bit easier. Now we get to products that can help enhance the security of your pouch. So I'm talking about getting a really good fit and having the edges nice and secure so that you don't feel like your bag is going to lift and fall off. And this is where we cover border extenders and tapes and attachable ostomy belts. Now border extenders can also be known as tape wings, half moons, Whatever you want to call them, they are designed in a curved shape to fit around the outside border of your ostomy appliance. They are made from either hydrocolloid or silicon based. And again, as I mentioned earlier, border extenders can be made with infused products. So some border extending tapes or, or wings have got manuka honey or aloe vera. They can be used around the outside of your appliance. So sometimes if you've got a body shape where you put your pouch on and you get some slight wrinkles or if you get a very slight crease in the edge of your pouch, you run the risk of not getting a sufficient seal because if you then go and have a shower or if you're exposed to moisture, that water can get underneath the edges of your pouch. And therefore you will not get as long out of your appliance as other people might with a, with a very good fit. So these border extenders or these extending tapes can be applied around the outside and they essentially stick down the edges to prevent any infiltration underneath and to get a smoother fit around the edge of your appliance. It gives you longevity out of your pouch and particularly for people whose stomas sit perhaps near a crease or a hole or a gap, using an extendable adhesive tape can help to protect that area and get you just that little bit longer out of your pouching system. Now, a lot of people think that when the edges of their pouch lift, that they should apply adhesive tapes to the edge. And that's when that's things like elastoplast. 
micropore tape, sticky tape, band-aids. These are products that are not designed for an ostomy appliance. So having an accessory product like border extenders and adhesive tape wings on the stoma appliance scheme is a really beneficial way of extending the outside border of your pouch and getting a nice, secure and smooth fit so that you don't run the risk of having leaks and you don't run the risk of having the edges of your pouch lifting. So the Stoma Appliance Scheme allows for you to have 60 of these tape extenders per month. Now the packaging per company is slightly different. Some companies produce them in packs of 20, some companies produce them in packs of 30. Either way, the allowance is still the same. And it all depends on the shape and size of your stoma as to how many extendable tapes that you require. But the generalized idea is that you put your ostomy appliance onto your skin and then you can peel the backing off these extendable tape wings and stick them and overlap them around the outside borders of your pouch. So think of it this way, half of the elastic tape will go onto the pouch border and half of that elastic tape will sit on your skin so that you're getting um, a wider border and a better, more flexible and secure adhesion of your appliance. Now these appliance uh, extenders come in thicker sizes, so uh, a wider size. They also come in longer and shorter sizes. So depending on what your stomal therapy nurse recommends for you um, and depending on the reason for you needing them, you may use a certain type of elastic tape, particularly in the case of peristomal hernias, which can be quite large. You may benefit from having an extra large tape border extender depending on the size and shape that we are required to cover. If you are using the border extender tapes as a means to protect the skin around the border of your pouch, you may choose to use a product that has beneficial ingredients infused into it. But that's not to say that a regular border extender tape won't do the same thing. It will still stick down the edges. It's there as an accessory for security. It's also there to be kind to your skin at the same time. And it's much better to use those accessory products than to use adhesive tapes, which when you peel them off, can strip the skin of its moisture and cause irritation and damage. Now, the other product that we're talking about is an ostomy belt. Now, the ostomy belt that I'm talking about is not a hernia support belt. I will talk about those in a minute. This is an ostomy belt, which is a thin almost about an inch wide fabric belt with a clip on either side that you wrap around your waist and it clicks into your ostomy appliance. If you use particular ostomy appliances, you may see if you look under the fabric of the pouch on either side, you might have a little plastic, what we call a lug for a belt. They're just a little bits of plastic with a hole in them. And they are belt loops, which means there is the provision made for you to use an additional fabric belt that clips into the ostomy appliance. And they are fitted to you to wear underneath your clothes to give you extra security. Yes, your ostomy pouch is adhesive and it will stick to your skin. However, some people feel that they get more security and they feel better within themselves by wearing a belt to hold the appliance against their skin. They apply a very gentle pressure up against the pouch. They're not designed to pull the pouch tight against your skin. And your stoma nurse is always very careful to fit you to a belt appropriately. Because if your belt is put on too tightly, you will give yourself pressure injuries and do more damage to the skin. So it's very important to bear in mind that if you are going to be wearing an ostomy belt or if you have had one recommended to you, that you get it fitted properly. And the ideal fit is that it should feel secure and firm, but not tight. So that's what we recommend when you're using a belt. Some people don't need belts. Some people are quite happy to just wear their pouch as an adhesive ostomy appliance and that's absolutely fine and some pouches don't even come with belt loops but in the interest of providing you a little bit more security each company that produces ostomy appliances will have a relevant belt that goes with that product now some belts will fit some other types of bags other belts will only fit that particular brand of ostomy appliance 
So check with your specialist or your stoma nurse with the correct type of belt that you may need. They come in standard sizes and extra large sizes for those of us who are a little bit rounder around the middle. You can get it in extra large size, but they are all available on the scheme. You are allowed four belts per annum, so four belts a year. Bear that in mind, it doesn't sound like much. However, you can usually get away, if you are a person who uses an ostomy belt, you can usually get away with only having two, one in the wash and one that you wear. If they do happen to get a bit ratty and degraded over time, you can order more, but it's always better to order two so that you can have one clean one and one in the wash. And that's beneficial for you if you're considering wearing an ostomy belt. Now, finally, before we wrap up, I want to talk about uh, products and accessories on the scheme that can prevent complications. And when I talk about complications, I'm talking about ostomy support garments for things like peristomal hernias and prolapses. Ostomy support garments or hernia support belts or hernia support garments are available on the stoma appliance scheme and they are specifically manufactured to prevent or manage parastomal hernias. Parastomal hernias do occur in some people who have a stoma, any type of stoma, but in wearing a support garment it can help prevent the incidences of developing that bulge because it provides abdominal support to the muscles and the structures and can help particularly active people from developing a hernia when they have a stoma formed. Now these ostomy support garments either come in briefs they come in step-in waistbands, like elasticated waistbands, or they come in wrap-around Velcro belt styles. So there's a little bit of difference between them. The options are you can either have a support garment that you wear like a brief or an underwear or a boxer short that has that support mesh built into it, or you can have support garments that provide support that you can wear over your own underwear or in the case where you need firm support, you can have a wraparound belt that Velcros on to give you a lot firmer security than just wearing underwear. They come in different colors, shapes, sizes. The colors is usually black, neutral, or white. Shapes, as I mentioned, come in either a brief, a boxer, or a waistband, or a wraparound belt. And each of these products provide different levels of firmness. So your underwear and your step-in waist belts and things like that, they provide a intermediate or um, a bit like a more gentle support to the abdomen. Uh, the higher up we go, you can get uh, what we call moderate or intermediate support where that's a little bit firmer. That might be something like um, a step-in belt or a wrap-around belt. And you can even get very firm support in the form of a wrap-around Velcro abdominal binder. Uh, and these are all still designed to be worn underneath your clothing. And they do even provide a bit of a low profile appearance. So they can help smooth down the appearance of your pouch if that's a concern for you. You can wear abdominal support underwear or garments to help keep things very smooth. It doesn't prevent output from coming out of your stoma. That's a concern for many people that by wrapping a tight belt around the waist that it will prevent the stoma from working. That's not the case. It will still continue to work um, and we can work with you as stoma nurses to fit you to the best garment that is most suited to your lifestyle and the needs that you have. So whether you've already got an established hernia or whether you just want a garment for prevention, we can recommend certain products for you that you can wear. Now on the stoma appliance scheme, you are allowed three ostomy support belts or six pairs of ostomy support underwear. And this is important because ostomy support garments are also a restricted level two item on the stoma appliance scheme. So much like the wet wipes that I spoke about earlier in the episode, support garments are restricted in that no stoma nurse or clinician can authorize an increased amount of those products in a year. The stoma support garments um, per annum requirements go from calendar year to calendar year. So if you have ordered your maximum amount of garments in perhaps April of one year, 
you are not eligible to order any more garments until the following calendar year. So January the following year. And stoma nurses cannot give you authorization for more. So when you are considering an ostomy support garment, it's important to measure yourself properly. And I'll talk about that in another episode one day. But measuring yourself properly, getting the correct size and getting the style that you want and that is required to give you the support that you need. So whether that's an underwear, whether that's a belt, that needs to be determined and you need to be careful when you're ordering. We usually recommend that you order perhaps one garment or maybe even two. Try them. If you like them and they are suitable for you, then by all means you can order more. However, you cannot exceed the maximum allowance. If you were to go purchasing all six pairs of underwear in the one size, the one color, and found out that it was not correct for you, you cannot return them. Ostomy companies will not take them back because Medicare has already subsidized them for you. And there is an infection control risk in returning stock to an ostomy association. Doesn't matter whether you've opened the box or not, they will not take them as returns. So we caution you when you're ordering your ostomy support garments to be very careful, much with any of the restricted items, because you need to know exactly what you're ordering. But that was just to cover the fact that there are stoma um, ostomy support garments that you can wear underneath your clothing, and they come in different shapes, sizes, styles, and colors that can provide you with a very low profile fit, which can smooth down the appearance of the pouch, and they can help prevent the occurrence of peristomal hernias, and they can help to manage established peristomal hernias. Okay, guys, we got through that relatively unscathed. Thank you for bearing with me through that long podcast. But I was wanting to talk to you guys in this podcast about the accessory products that are available because many people think that they have to get through by just using a simple pouch. And that's not the case. Companies are very in tune to customer needs and they have developed these products to enhance your pouching system and to make life easier for you to get a secure fit and feel comfortable and secure in the ostomy pouch that you use. So we've covered the products that you can use when you are changing your pouches. So things like adhesive removers and wet wipes and barrier products. We've also covered products and accessories that you use in between changes. So things like your seals, pastes, powders, so that you get a secure fit and protection underneath your pouch in between changes to help prevent leakages and skin damage. We've covered products and accessories that address output concerns. They are your lubricating uh, elements, your deodorants, your wind reducing drops and tablets, and your gelling sachets for thickening up output. We've also covered uh, adhesive tapes, border tapes, and ostomy belts, which are products and accessories that can enhance the security of your pouch. And finally, we've just covered things that prevent complications or can manage complications like ostomy support garments for peristomal hernias. Thank you guys so much for tuning in with us today. I hope you guys keep listening to us on the Ostomy Nurse Project. Be sure to tune in next time for another episode. Next week's episode looks at the banter about Mylanta, which is talking about the story of why people put Mylanta around their stoma irritations. That's going to be a great one to tune into. If you guys like the content that you've been listening to on the Ostomy Nurse Project, you can always feel free to leave me a review or a comment on iTunes or Spotify. This podcast is hosted by Podbean, so if any of you listen via Podbean, you can tune into that as well. We also are available on YouTube, which has the Ostomy Nurse set of videos and the podcast. It's both available on YouTube under the same name, the Ostomy Nurse Project, O-Z-T-O-M-Y. Be sure to tune in next time, guys. Thanks for tuning in, and I will see you next time for another podcast. Take care. Bye.